Good evening, America. Welcome to Water Break. It's no secret to this audience that COVID tyranny was a crime scene that should have never happened. But I, I don't think we're ready to face the answers to this problem. I really don't. My, my guest today is Davis Yunts, who is continuing to fight this COVID tyranny as we speak. And he's going to join us to talk about the Coast Guard's COVID crime scene that's happening right now. And, and comedian John Brandon has some news that you can trust, I promise you fixing all the definitions that have been changed under the Biden administration. So grab your scotch, your favorite scotch or your Dr. Pepper, and enjoy the show. And this show is brought to you by Bobo Construction. Stop sending your hard-earned money to companies that you, that hate you. I mean, just stop it. It's time to build a Christian economy. Bobo Construction is literally doing just that. For all your construction needs, partner with Bobo Construction today for any project, California, Nevada, Washington, or Idaho, a lot of states there, Contact Austin Bobo at abobo at boboconstruction.com or visit the website boboconstruction.com. Their motto is whatever is fair and right, we will do. Bobo Construction. Cannonball or belly flop. We are now two years out from 2020 and the lingering tyranny is not going away. It's not a logical. Tyranny is just not logical. It, it, It hasn't ever been logical. They're forcing vaccinations to stop transmission, but the vaccine doesn't even stop transmission. This is what you can expect from a president. Go ahead and bring this slide up. From a president who thinks a man can be a woman and appoints Mitch McConnell as a woman to be the assistant health secretary. I mean, look, look, at, look, at, look at the slide. Uh, let me point that way. There it is. It's on that side. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe how... Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, assistant health secretary looks very much like Mitch McConnell. The Democrats are trying to spin the COVID pandemic into climate pandemic. They really are feeding their lust for power and squeezing all they can out of four years. Complacency, you know, uh, they're squeezing out all they can out of our fears, complacency, and ignorance. Some people follow the COVID you know, the government out of fear. Some people followed it out of complacency and others out of kind of ignorance. But no matter what happened, we should have never let this happen in America. America was built on men who resisted tyranny. America was built by families fleeing religious persecution. America was built through grit and great difficulty. Our government did not build America. It's a shocker for you, probably. This is why the founders recognized that the government derives its just powers from the consent of the governed. The government comes from the people. The government did not build America. People built America and created a government out of that foundation. The second crime scene is always worse than the first. We say this regularly on our show, and that quote comes from my pastor, Pastor Wilson. And what people don't realize is that COVID was the second or third crime scene. It wasn't the first. The first crime scene was, I think, some abdication. It's a broad abdication, which included parents putting their kids in public schools. The second crime scene was not speaking up about it. And now you have been successfully conditioned for the third crime scene, maybe fourth, which is this COVID crime scene that we're in now. Right now, our military is really a battleground for the taking of our freedoms. It really is. It's a a concentration point. Uh, Don't pretend that the forced vaccination policies in the military won't ever affect you. They're just an easy control group for the current tyranny. But the military long ago should have been asking, what was the first crime scene? And why did we not throw down there first? 
again, like I said, I don't think we we want to hear these answers. We don't really want the real answer here. What was the first crime scene in the military? Was it women in the military? Was it blind submission to our industrial military complex? The massive military budget that gets passed every you know couple of years? Uh, these are important questions to ask. And like I said, I don't, I don't know if we really even want to answer those questions. But if we're ever going to take back our liberties in the military, we need to be asking those questions. Those are, are questions we'll have to get to at another time because right now we have a lot of Christians in the military who are currently in this third crime scene fight and a fight for their lives. Several dozen Coast Guards, uh, uh, helicopter rescue swimmers, have had their religious exemptions uh, uh, from taking the vaccine, obviously, denied. Those religious exemptions have been denied, and now the Coast Guard does not even want to hear their case. No due process in the military. This is egregious. These military members are really being wronged. And my guest today is their lawyer, Davis Davis Yance. Davis Yance is uh, with the standwithwarriors.org. If you want to help him out in this fight, go to standwithwarriors.org and you can help him there. But welcome to the show, David. Hey, thanks, Gabe. It's great to be on. You, you've been on the show before, and it seems like uh, despite all the uh, injunctions and I, I, I probably you probably fill us in on those uh, current injunctions also. But um, uh, despite all the kind of current injunctions right now, why is the Coast Guard, um, whose top commander actually is Admiral Linda Fagan, by the way, a woman, why are they continuing to go after the unvaxxed despite you know injunctions and other branches? It, it makes absolutely no sense. So, so here's the quick recap. So we are legally, the, the Navy has an injunction that prevents further religious discrimination. The Air Force, the judge just issued a permanent injunction against the Air Force to present, wow. prevent religious discrimination. The same week on Monday, the Coast Guard comes out and says, we're going to use an administrative technicality to kick people out without due process, without administrative separation boards. And believe it or not, the provision in the instruction says for the convenience of the government. So it's convenient wow. for the Coast Guard to kick people out like my clients. These guys, Gabe, you know some of these guys. They are months away from retirement. They are the heroes of the Coast Guard. They're the Coast Guard version of special forces. What they do is incredible. Um, the risk that they put that they take to save people, it's incredible. They're in an undermanned career field. None of that matters. The sacrifices they've made don't matter to the Coast Guard right now. And the Coast Guard is going to use a technicality to kick them out without due process. Why the why the Coast Guard? Why? Um, <laughs> it seems like, you know, the, you got you just mentioned Navy, Air Force and all. Why is the Coast Guard acting like this? I, I don't know. I don't know where this is coming in the Coast Guard infrastructure. I, I assume it's coming from political pressure and top down. It, it's insane. It doesn't make sense. And the problem is, just like all of the other services right now, there's a recruiting crisis, right? There's yeah. so many people not only are incapable of serving, physically incapable of serving, but don't want to serve in the current woke military environment. And, yeah. and the Coast Guard suffering from that as well. So we're at a place where one of the most critically manned career fields, undermanned career fields, because of what it takes to become a rescue swimmer, the incredible right. training it takes to go through. They can't man the career field. So they're at a mission critical point, and yet they're going to push forward with this. I represent several. There's a group of almost 30 experienced, okay. trained Coast Guard rescue swimmers ready within 30 minutes to be in 50-foot seas saving lives that the wow. Coast Guard is going to kick out with no due process. None. 
how many people do you think in the Coast Guard are, I mean, you re- you're representing 30 of them. How many do you think are, are in this situation? There are hundreds. There are hundreds in the Coast Guard, and Coast Guard is tiny compared to the other services. There are hundreds. But, Gabe, there are 264,000 military members total, all the services, that are not fully vaccinated. It's over wow. 13% of our military force that is that is not, quote-unquote, fully vaccinated. So still, the Department of Defense is trying to kick them out. So even with these injunctions that we've gotten because of clear violations of the First Amendment, Religious Freedom Restoration Act, they're still moving forward with this. So you mentioned uh, before that these Coast Guard that you're representing, uh, they're getting their due process rights are being denied. What what do you mean their due process rights are being denied? So normally in the military, including in the Coast Guard, if you have served, if you have lengthy service in all branches except the Coast Guard, it's more than six years. In the Coast Guard, it's eight years. So if you serve for more than eight years before they can just kick you out, you're entitled to due process. You go before an administrative separation board. You get to present your case to a neutral and impartial uh, board of three senior members. They wow. look at your case, look at the facts, and render a decision based on that. So it's not quite a court-martial, but it's a similar administrative proceeding. Uh-huh. And here, the Coast Guard is, is circumventing that. They're using a technicality to get away from it. And what's crazy is, Gabe, we've won these cases. I personally won these cases in the Navy where we've had a finding that this is an unlawful order. So I don't know if the Coast Guard's afraid of that. They're afraid what's going to come out. They're afraid of their their process. Yeah. And remember, the Coast Guard, we caught the Coast Guard issuing guidance to their chaplains to set up a series of questions to trap Coast Guard members into saying things that were political rather than religious so that they could try and deny these religious accommodations on the front end. So it was whistleblowers that, that, that got that out. So that's what we have to remember about the Coast Guard in this. It's, it's insane. It's tragic. It does not make sense. It absolutely impacts readiness. Okay. So wait, you, you just went over something that I think is bigger than, than what you just gave a, a sentence to. <laughs> um, what happened regarding chaplains and some sort of entrapment with uh, its Coast Guard members? That That's right. The Coast Guard, early on in this whole process, when, when all of these guys were filing for religious accommodations, the first step in the process in the military is you meet with the chaplain. And mm-hmm. all the chaplain is supposed to do is ask questions about your faith, and then content doesn't matter, but is it sincere? Is it sincerely held belief? Is it is is what you're asking for putting a burden on that? The okay. Coast Guard, rather than, than playing that fair, what the Coast Guard did is they put out official guidance through Coast Guard channels to say, Bring up political issues first. Bring up political issues first so that they answer those questions. Then when you write your memo, mention, well, I'm not sure this is sincere because what they did is they mentioned political issues first. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Um, now, I think the the average citizen uh, doesn't think that they're really affected by this. I don't. I, I. I don't know if the average citizen is really concerned by this fight. Why is this legal fight so important? You know, to to the average citizen. There are a ton of reasons. I think fundamentally, though, it, it's about the Constitution. You know, unique to any nation in world history, the United States says military officers, military officers like me, we swear an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's what we're sworn to do. Not a political leader. Not a state but the constitution itself. So if our military has their constitutional rights deprived, if our military isn't upholding those, our military leadership isn't upholding basic fundamental constitutional principles, we have a huge problem. 
But yeah. the other issue we're dealing with, and my clients see it, my clients have been concerned about it from the beginning, Navy SEALs and others. We are losing the best of the best. We are losing yeah. critical thinkers, the people that are willing to take a stand for the Constitution, that are willing to question unlawful orders, whether it's pilots, Navy SEALs, other mm. special operators, these Coast Guard rescue swimmers, we're losing those people. Yeah. And that absolutely will have an impact on readiness. It, it can't but do that. Wow. So what do you, uh, well, you know, what's the next steps? What's going to keep the, the the Coast Guard from pulling this, uh, I don't know, administrative loophole that you're talking about? Is is Has everything been exhausted? Not everything. We, we will have an opportunity to respond with a letter to each one of my clients who's been being told, hey, in doesn't matter that you serve for 19 years, you're going to be out on the street in 30 days, we'll be able to respond with a letter. But we also have a narrow window here to get these guys connected with organizations like Liberty Council. So Liberty Council, LC.org, great organization. They're bringing litigation against this in Florida to try to stop it, just like um, First Liberty Institute was able to do for the Navy, just like the attorneys in the Ohio case were able to do for the Air Force. So that's happening. We're working at Sandwich Warriors to get the right guys connected with the right teams that are bringing the federal litigation. So my focus is going to remain internal to the military to try to push back. The other thing I will say is, you know, this we're going into an election season. Mm -hmm. We need people to call congressional leaders, call senators, look up who's on the Armed Services Committee, make these phone calls, flood them. They will tell you, political operatives will tell you, one phone call to a congressman or a senator, they write it down. They see it as if it's a thousand constituents called per uh-huh. phone call. So uh-huh. think about the power you have in doing that. So I don't care who your representative is, if enough people are reaching out and doing that and raising this issue, perhaps it will have an impact. In the meantime, we need to keep working every process we can, every legal process within the military to push back on this. Mm-hmm. So do you need more Coast Guard members to reach out? More, you know, do you, Is it like a class action lawsuit? I mean, how, how does this, how is it functioning right now? Yeah, we need Coast Guard members to reach out to standwithwarriors.org. We will get their information. We will help them. Jeff Durbin, those guys at Apology of Church, that's who started Stand With Warriors. So their, their team is going to help. We'll, we'll try to do everything we can to get people plugged in with Liberty Council and other attorneys throughout the country that are in the right places to bring this litigation. And then what we need is numbers. We need to be able to present to news media outlets, to congressional leaders, here's the number of people that are impacted by this. Because believe it or not, it's been very difficult to get accurate numbers out of DOD or Coast Guard of the number of people that are refusing this. So when we come up with these numbers, we need our own accurate checks. So Stand With Warriors has been a great rally point for people to go to, provide information, and for us to push it out. Davis Yuntz, standwithwarriors.org. Reach out. Thank you, Davis, for coming on the show again. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Speaking of getting the word out of of news, um, you need news that John Branion can trust when apparently the news about the Coast Guard and all that stuff is not not getting out like it should. Um, so that's why that's another reason why we bring you news that that John Branion can trust. Um, just one more reason. Just one more. We, we got a lot of reasons, John. That is the reason. I was just saying you just gave one more reason. <laughs> I, my bad. I was, I'm really slow, I guess, in this transition to news that John Brandon can trust. It's okay. I got time. Did you see that uh, uh, Will Smith actually released an apology on Friday um, to Chris Rock? For what? 
for for slapping Chris Rock. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Was you that Will Smith? That was mm -hmm. Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the most important historical event in our nation, wasn't it? <laughs> Next to like the Kardashian. Mm -hmm. You know what? Here's what, what I uh, I read some of the apology, and uh, you know, he said my behavior my behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. And yeah. I thought it must be hard to be Will Smith and have a conscience that's on a three month time delay, don't you think? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He gets up. He gets up in front of national television. And he storms the stage. I'm super mad. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get up there in front of everybody and slap Chris Rock in the face. And his conscience is just nodding along. It's like, yep, yep, that's a good idea. And then three months goes by, and his conscience is like, oh wait, 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 wait a second, Will. Wait a second. Count to ten, buddy. It's like, it, it's got to be a handicap to have a time zone that's or to have a uh, yeah. Have a, how do, you, how do you function as a family? Zone. How do you function as a family? <laughs> right. Right. With that kind of a delay in yeah. your in your better uh, thinking. <laughs> you get in a fight with your wife and three months later, hey, I was I was wrong. Yeah. Remember that my, time? My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. And then his, his, his apology. He also, whenever someone brings up the word nuance, um yes. he brought up he brought up uh, all the nuances that and complexities that happened that night. Right. Um, right, you know, because I mean, the reason why Will Smith slapped Chris because he was, um, you know, hurt or um, uh, offended. That's what I was trying to. Mm -hmm. But he was offended that Chris Walk Rock said a wife about his uh, a joke about his wife. Well, man, I right. mean, all the words backwards. Right, and so he's offended. So he he brought that up, but said that wasn't you know basically that wasn't a good reason for for me to do what I did. What I did was wrong. Uh, but well, he also said, he said, nuance and complexity that bothered me. nuance and complexity it, it, it really wasn't yeah i wanted to slap him it really wasn't that complex i mean pretty much anybody who watched it could figure out what was going on right i mean yeah. they, to, to give it you know this thing was like well you know what historians and scientists and experts are going to dig into this and try and uncover all of the meaning behind it. It's like, yeah, he was just upset. He was just mad, and yeah. he, and he is a person in the flesh. He he needs to yeah. he needs to ask God to give him a conscience that works in real time. That's what yeah. he needs. That's right. Not that so, three month delay. Right. That's not going to help him. All right, John. I got some memes that you, Do you? Need, that I need you to react to first. But before we, uh, we're going to get to. Uh, the Biden administration's redefined a bunch of words that that John's going to help us out with here. Um, but before we get there, I, I need to go go ahead and bring up the first meme here. I I need your reaction. Uh, the monkeypox thing is is rather funny to me, um, and and it really to me the solution is really simple. I mean I mean look, it's just <laughs> not tough. <laughs> so. The, the, he's coming learned. from homosexuality. So, well, you know, did you ever see the uh, Saturday Night Live skit where the, uh, the, it's a counselor and couple after couple come into the, to the counselor's room and he listens to their story and, and his response is, he's like, I got two words for you. Every, he says the same thing every counseling session. I got, I got two words for you. Just stop it. Stop it. Yeah. That's stop. Bob Newhart. Is that Bob Newhart? Yeah. And it's stop it. And then the couple starts arguing, but but she's doing this and she's doing that. And, and he's like, stop it. 
Just stop He's like, it. but you don't understand. You don't understand. Stop it. Right. The monkey pox to me is, you know, stop it. That was, I think everybody kind of likes monkeys, though, right? I think that if you're going <laughs> to, right? Not everybody likes. It's, it's as the, yes, it's as true as the animal. Everybody kind of likes monkeys. And so we've named it monkey pox. And, and at the same time, we're trying to tell everybody how serious it is. I think we need to, I think they should rename it. If they want us to take it seriously, if they want us to be concerned about it, it should be called. I don't know, viper pox or tarantula pox. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants tarantula pox, but monkey pox sounds Ever. like it might be kind of fun. Right? <laughs> well, you know, Tucker Carlson put out a poll on Twitter to rename it. Really? And and the top voter getter was a uh, schlong pox. Ooh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, he made it worse. He, he made it worse. I, I wouldn't want to get that either. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's true. I would that, do whatever I could. For a box, right? Bring up the next uh, the next meme. That's the same meme. Can't have a recession if you change the yeah. definition. This goes into our uh, next next skit here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Biden the Biden administration. Amazing! It's amazing that they're just redefining everything. That's what. Uh, that that's been effective, you know. <laughs> they haven't they haven't had anybody push back against it, so they're going to keep doing it until until somebody draws a line in the sand and says, "Hey, that word doesn't mean what you are, what you think it means." They're mm-hmm. just going to keep doing it. Why not? Let's it's worked so last, far. That's right. Let's bring up the last meme. If I'm a Christian, but I don't need the church, was a photo. I, this this communicates a lot. It does. It does. I know. Poor little uh, tur- a lot. confessing Christian. Let's say he's a confessing Christian. That poor little zebra. Right. I don't need to go to church in order to be a Christian. And uh, and then within minutes, it seems like those people are no longer Christians. <laughs> and they're getting devoured right. by the by the lions. And they're, and they're getting eaten by lions. Right. And they're and they're yelling over their shoulder as they're being eaten. You see, all they needed was a little more love from you. All they needed was a little more tolerance, a little more like Jesus. It was the church's fault that I'm getting yeah. devoured by a lion right now. It's the church's fault because you didn't love these people uh, accurately. So the the B, uh, I think it was the B, released a bunch of words that the uh, Biden administration, or as I um, keep slipping and calling it, the O Biden administration. Uh-huh. They keep redef- redefining um, words, you know, recession. They're they're calling it a recovery. Um, what did what did Biden say it was the other day, or, or was it Janet Janet Yellen? Um, said uh, she, there's a particular word that she said I can't remember. Anyway, she said it's not a recession. It's it, it, it's a recovery. It's so a recovery. Thinking, I was thinking, you know, what, how could we redefine recession? You know, how, how can we help them out? How can we redefine the recession? Well, they've, they've done a great job. I mean, recovery is basically the opposite of recession. So I don't know. I don't know that we can fix that word. It's, uh, it's a tough one. I, I, you know, Hispanics, um, Joe Biden, Dr. Joe Biden, 
who uh, Whoopi Goldberg thought would make a good Surgeon General. Did you see that mm-hmm. this last week? Yep. Yep. Uh, well, um, Dr. Joe Biden, um, they, they decided to redefine Hispanics to be called um, breakfast tacos. Yeah, but they she actually did that, didn't she? she didn't did. she call them she Mexican called them. people or breakfast tacos? Like yep. beautiful breakfast tacos. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, you know, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, but even I know. And I'm, I'm not even part of the super woke crowd. Even I know better than to do something like that in this <laughs> culture. As backwards and stupid as I am, I know better than to refer to, uh, well, any nationality as a type of food. As a taco? It's not a, it's, well, it's not a compliment, is it? Did she think it was a compliment? Did she think yeah. that they were, were going to be like appreciative of that? I, I don't mind being called, you know, white chocolate. That's a food. <laughs> do you think do you think that that has yeah any kind of a taco really what what if somebody just called you a taco what if they called you a white taco would you be all right with that i'd be like well supreme or not would you seriously if it as, as long as they added diced tomatoes and sour cream you'd be okay with being called a taco supreme taco <laughs> What do you do with uh, the definition of inflation? Uh, well, what did they do with it? Yeah, they, it's savings of two per, of two cents. <laughs> savings of two cents is you remember, uh, inflation. You remember uh, the Biden administration said release this meme or whatever you want to call it, this infographic advertising. How he saved everybody 16 cents at 4th of July last year for 4th of July. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember what I did with my 16 cents, too. <laughs> what did I you remember. do with 16 cents? We took the family out. We took the family out for ice cream. We blew <laughs> We blew it all. We blew the whole 16 cents. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And we each, got, we each got a half a teaspoon of ice cream. You know... Those were the good old days. Those were. Those were. Ice cream for... It's all the all the money that you could buy with sixteen cents. Sixteen sixteen cents worth of ice cream. Yeah, was uh, well, it was more than we got this year. I'll say that. I, how come he didn't he didn't release an infographic this year? Because we were not able to afford as much ice cream as we were last year. I wonder how uh, what the difference is. First of all, whoever came up with that sixteen cents, pretty incredible math. Mm-hmm. But how bad? Would inflation been this last year on Fourth July? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, well, I what only, do you? I can only afford a couple fireworks. What do you mean by inflation? Well, I guess in this in this case, <laughs> reality <laughs> saving saving two cents. Yeah. yeah. Groomer. So right now, the definition of groomer. Groomer. Apparently, everybody on Twitter who's using the groom, the word groomer is getting kicked off right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they the Biden administration has redefined groomer as valued public school teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And that kind of changes the whole the whole picture. Um, a, a groomer is uh, is a is a public school teacher, a valued public school teacher. Yeah, in the Biden administration, sure. Yeah. Sure. It, it, it makes sense 
I mean, you've seen all those videos going around where they're talking about how they're teaching their kindergarten class their own pronouns. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, it's a I, good that's thing. an accurate definition. So I don't even, a groomer is, that is an accurate definition right now. That's not a redefine, redefinition. Mm, well, yeah, but what they what they're doing is they're what the, what the bee is trying to do is help us out. It's trying to it's trying to help us out when we hear them say valued public school teacher. They're trying to help us know what they mean. They mean groomer. They're talking about somebody who's grooming children for abuse. Mm-hmm. So that's what the that's what this is for. Gabe. So groomer, so for us to understand, so the, the B put this out for us to understand how they're yeah. using the word groomer. No, how they're using the word public school teacher, valued public school teacher. Ah, I see. see. Yeah. So it's, go, it's for, you, you got to go the other direction. You go with, the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So when you hear breakfast taco, you meet, they're talking about Hispanics. <laughs> Uh, that that makes this redefinition even even funnier now that you mm-hmm. you've pointed that that irony on me or is it and it's not called irony so I just missed it I just missed it yeah yeah it's just the truth well I actually did a few uh, myself too because they didn't this is not an exhaustive list from the B they left out some in my opinion important oh important words no what, disrespect to the B but no what is it what is this what are your what are your important words that they missed. All right. Well, so my list goes the proper direction. Theirs is backwards. Mine goes the proper direction. So I'm going to give you the term that the Biden administration uses, and then I will give you the definition that you're to that you understand. Okay. You know, the, 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 what we said. Okay. Yeah. So when so when the Biden administration says falling over, when you hear them refer to falling over, yeah. what they mean is bicycling. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. When the when the Biden administration refers to tyranny, what they mean is government assistance. Ooh, when, the, yeah. when the Biden administration says Mexico, what they mean is S- South Texas. That's <laughs> what they mean when they're talking about Mexico. And uh, similar when they say China, when Biden says China, he means the eastern United States. Or, or um, uh, Hunter Biden's business partner. Right. <laughs> Right. It's like a like a family. Yeah. Uh, When they say economic collapse, when they refer to economic collapse, what they what they mean is build back better. Those are the (laughs) right. The same thing. They mean recovery. Right. When they say mythology, they mean Democrat voter fraud. So they will they will refer to mythology. What they mean is Democrat voter fraud misinformation what but they really mean truth right yeah right when they say drag show they mean kindergarten <laughs> that kind of goes along the groomer that goes along with the groomer yeah, yeah yeah it does go along with the groomer so there's some overlap uh when they say babbling or gibberish what they mean is press conference yeah when they say <laughs> when they say enemy of democracy, what they mean is patriot. Ooh. When they say white nationalists, they're talking about werewolves. When, <laughs> when they say paganism, what they mean is Catholicism. Ooh. So, uh. 
Just go by the Catholic. That that one hurts. That one hurts the Catholics. <laughs> when they well, this is how the Biden administration. When they say paganism, they're talking about wow. Uh, and when they say mass shooter, they mean NRA member. Yes. No. That's that's real. And then, yeah. And then the last one, uh, when they say popular, when they use the term popular as a, as an adjective, popular to them means twenty eight percent approval. Oh, that's like a um, a uh, basketball shooting percentage. Not very good. Not very good. If you're right, shooting 25%, 28% from the field, you're doing okay. No, you're, if you're, well, they would say great. You're, if you're, 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 you're popular, right. You yeah. are a popular president if you have 20, 28% approval rating. That's, that's no good. What do you, what do you think is going to happen in uh, 2024? Um, well, nationally, I think, yeah. I, I think that, I think that the Democrats are going to get shellacked. I mm -hmm. think that there's going to be this enormous, uh, voter turnout, but what I don't know, what I, what, what I is the unknown variable to me is how much they have perfected fraud in the election system, yeah. because yeah. that's, that's really what this is going to boil down to is yeah. how, how much did they learn in the last election? And yeah. how are they going to apply what they learned in the coming election? Right. What uh, do you think uh, Trump's going to run? And who are you thinking about voting for? I do think Trump is probably going to run. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know that he's necessarily a shoe in because I think DeSantis is probably going to run too. Yeah. In the and so it'll be a did you hear Mike shootout might be running too. Really. That's uh, that's what has been reported this last week. Yeah, I don't know unless unless Pence does unless Pence comes alive and does something that is that is out of character for him. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be much of a threat to Donald Trump. Yeah. He's right. just not he's not spectacular enough. He's kind of a kind of milk toast. I like him, but yeah. I just don't I don't think he's going to be able to compete. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, who's learned a lesson in all of this. It's going to be interesting to see how many people um, come to Jesus as a result of this and how many people who think they're following Jesus now are going to completely uh, chuck the whole thing and come out and make themselves known yeah. for being uh, for being pagans. But well, that's, it's crazy to me to like listen to our interview with Davis. And these things are still happening. You know, this tyranny is still happening. Right. Um, forced vaccination. I mean, I pointed out in my monologue at the very beginning, you know, they're requiring forced vaccination policies still in the military to prohibit the spread of coronavirus when those vaccinations don't prohibit the spread of the coronavirus. Right. Right. L ludicrous. Well, but in, until there's a, until there's a definitive until people just basically stand up and and say this is it we're not we're not putting up with this anymore right i mean what, what are they going to do what are they going to do if everybody in the military says you know we're not taking your stupid vaccine what are they going to do kick everybody out of the military they can't do that i know what are they going to do if the if the public school teachers all just in math said yeah we're not doing this we're not doing masks we're not doing what are they going to do right what can they do they yep they, they should have all been jumping up and down in that first crime scene.
Well, it's the same thing. It's that scene in the movies where there's there's the guy who's got the he's the guy's got the gun and he's and the he's surrounded by all the bad guys, and uh, this is it happens in westerns. You know, he's like there's the one guy in the and and he's got one bullet left in his gun, and there's a whole bunch of bad guys around him, and they're like, "We're gonna get you," and he all he has to do is point the gun and say, "Yeah, but I'm gonna get one of you, whichever whichever one of you is gonna come yeah. forward. You're the one that's not gonna make it." Yeah, and right. then and that's it. It's right. it's like if everybody said, "Yeah, I'm just going to be, I'm going to get one of you. I'm going to go on the way out. I'm going to get one." Right. If everybody did that, then there's no, yeah, you know, there's no problem. That's right. Well, I hope uh, we have an awakening. We need an awakening, John. Thank you for joining us on the Water Break News that John Brandy can trust. See you, folks. You know, every week, my prayer and goal for Water Break is that you are encouraged to find ways to engage with your gifts um, and to, to not hide your faith under a bushel. You know, to, to live out the Lordship of Christ in every area of your life. This, this I don't think, has been happening, in, you know, in places like the military, in places like these, these battleground um, areas, you know, and... and particularly in the public square. So I pray God uses you to change your city, uh, your, your state, the military, you know, our, our country. So thank you for joining the Water Break. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you guys share the show. Uh, tell your friends about the Fight Left Peace Network, about our conference October 6th to the 8th. We hope to see you in Knoxville. This is the Water Boy with Water Break. Until next Sunday, go fight, laugh, and feast. Armored Republic exists to honor Christ the King by providing tools of liberty to free men. New York State just banned body armor. Armored Republic is suing the state of New York in federal court to resist their arrogant war against your God-given rights. Mass shootings are tragic acts of evil that are best resisted by armed citizens and brave watchmen ready to fight back. The main violent threat to human life is not individual criminals, it is tyranny. This is Armored Republic. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.